What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Adam Azer, Dave Richard, Jamie Eisenberg here on Friday, December 31st. Dave, I promise I'm going to do that every day for the rest of the year, giving out the date. <laughs> Happy New Year. I'll, I'll let it slide today. Today's a big day. Today is a, It doesn't feel like New Year's Eve. I don't know. Because it's, it, because it's 8.43 in the morning. Do you have plans? Yes. You do? I do. Ooh. I have plans. Plans. Plans have been made. I'm actually going to leave my house. Jamie, do you have plans? Come right back to my house. Uh, no, I have three children. <laughs> <laughs> you have three young children. You have to qualify it. I've got two older children. They have plans. Ah, there you go. So who's going to make it to midnight? I will fall asleep at 1030. And then my wife will nudge me because I'm snoring. And then she'll nudge me again when it's 1155. <laughs> we will... Say happy new year. She'll give me a kiss and I'll go back to sleep. How romantic. Mm-hmm. Jamie's always up, so yeah, he'll I'll be, be awake. Yeah. All right. And I'll hopefully be finished. Jamie will Dexter. be up when it's New Year's in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I hope everybody has an amazing new year and uh, hope we have an amazing finish to our fantasy season. <clears throat> and by the way, if you're playing into week 18, so are we. We've got podcasts. We've got a normal week of podcasts. Probably not a mailbag next week. We won't get a ton of emails, but normal week of podcasting next week. We got to talk about the weather. We got to talk about all the news and notes. We got to talk about the COVID list. Let's do some fill in the blank real quick here. Assuming Jimmy Garoppolo is not starting, I would start Trey Lance over blank. Hmm. Um, It's going to be all the basic guys that you're not really considering anyway, like Mills, Roethlisberger, Ryan, Carr, Tannehill, Tua. He's ahead of all those guys. In one league, I'm going up against just an absolute monster of a squad. In the Kings Classic, Jim Coventry's built an awesome squad, and Russ is my other quarterback. I think Trey Lance just has the shot at more upside. I'll like Lance more if Elijah Mitchell does not play, but I'm probably going to end up starting Lance over Wilson there for the chance that he delivers a few more points than Russ. Russ is safer. Yeah, I, I think uh, just based on what Dave's saying, I, I feel the same way. So we're probably the the more vanilla uh, of the two. Uh, Heath, I think, is more aggressive with Trey Lance. So I think based on what he said on HQ on Thursday, I think he's starting him over Russ. I think he's starting him over Cousins. I think he's starting him over um, 
Does he have an opinion on Taysom Hill or Tyler Huntley? Yeah, I, I think I think that those those are the questionable ones. You know, it's Lance, it's Taysom, it's it's Huntley, and it's comparing them to Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins because everybody else, like Dave said, it's it's pretty obvious. You you take the upside of Trey Lance over uh, the, the 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 mediocre fantasy guys. So it's just a matter of do you trust Trey Lance more than you trust somebody like Cousins, like Russell Wilson, and then Taysom Hill or or Tyler Huntley. I would I would put Trey Lance behind. All those guys. I like the the veteran guys better too. A little worried about cousins with uh, could be about. I don't look. I don't know what impact this will have, but it could be five degrees. I think it's supposed to be five degrees on a Sunday night. I just think two weeks ago he played in a primetime game on the road in pretty cold weather, and he didn't even throw for a hundred yards. I have no idea if the weather had anything to do with that, but. Uh, I don't know. It's spooking me a little bit on Cousins. We're going to talk about the weather in a bit, but is that a consideration, Jamie? If you Because you, right now you have Cousins ahead of Lance. I'm actually facing Heath in the podcast league, and he has both Lance and Cousins. I think he's going to end up starting Lance, but do you throw the weather in there as an X factor and the prime time? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, th- those are things that Cousins obviously struggles with. Uh, well, I mean, prime time mostly. You know, yeah. we saw it um, against the Steelers, you know, where he could have had a, a huge game, but it was a Dalvin Cook show. Uh, we saw it against the Cowboys earlier this season. I know that because he was the start of the week that week, and he was terrible. And the Cowboys' defense was awesome. Um, and it's it, you know it's it's kind of played itself out obviously throughout his history that you know sometimes he plays well and just loses, but you know his record is terrible on in primetime games. He so has, oh I'm sorry if you're go ahead if you're concerned and you think that there is more upside with Trey Lance or more upside with Taysom Hill or Tyler Huntley and certainly the latter you know excuse me, not the latter two but Huntley and and. Uh, and Trey Lance are probably available in, in several leagues, then you take the upside of those guys. I, I I wouldn't fight you on it, for sure. Like Dave said, you know, he thinks there's more upside potentially with Trey Lance and Russell Wilson. I get it, 100%. And you might be able to say the same thing with Cousins, but there are things in his favor. He crushed this defense the last time he played them. That was week 11. It was over 300 yards, and it was three touchdowns. And I, I, I know it was indoors and all that stuff, but... He also had Thielen in that game, too. Okay, so I've got a couple of stats I want to throw out everybody because I just think that this is useful information. It's it's a pro for Cousins, and it's a con for Cousins. Here's the pro. He has over 20 fantasy points in seven of his last 11 games without Thielen. That includes a couple of games that Thielen played and left early, but we know that Thielen's missed some time in the past. Cousins has done okay. I don't know about specific opponents and whether good or bad defenses, but that's that track record. Here's a track record that I think everybody kind of realizes with Kirk Cousins. He's had 19 or fewer fantasy points in eight of his last 10 prime time games, night games, whether it's on Thursday, Sunday, or Monday. And I mean, that's, that's kind of the feeling I get about Cousins is every time he's in a prime time game or anytime he's in like a real major playoff implication type game, he wee wees down his leg. And I'm worried about the wee wee freezing on his leg because it's cold and on top of it. So I'm I'm just thinking that this could be the matchup is great, and not having Thielen actually isn't that big of a problem based on the research I did. But I, I just I, trusting Cousins just feels a little. Eh, I don't know if I want to do it. He's a player I would say that I like and do not love. Okay, next fill in the blank. And I just think I do think that it's a really interesting setup to have. Tyler Huntley, Taysom Hill, and Trey Lance as potential starters this week with, I think, very low floors and probably pretty high ceilings. They're going to be interesting. And just I don't know if we heard it in this answer there, but could you just rank those three 
Trey Lance, Tyler Huntley, Taysom Hill. Jamie, you can go first. How would you rank them then, Dave? Hill, Huntley, Lance. Same. And Hill is especially at the top because there are some guys who could potentially be missing for Carolina that would make that matchup a breeze. And I don't yeah. mean Drew. I mean just easy for, for New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, you are talking about Shaq Thompson. and Shaq Thompson, Brian Burns, Brian Hassan Burns, Reddick, yes. Stephon Gilmore. Yep. And Gilmore is almost certainly not going to play. All right. Next, fill in the blank. The stud running back I'm concerned about is blank. Is Cordero still a stud? I don't think so. Anyone okay. in your top 10 that you just uh, feel a little uh, about? I got to look at my top 10. Um, DeAndre Swift? He's in your top 10? Yeah, but, I mean, you know, it's I, I like what Dan Campbell said yesterday. Mm-hmm. But, Me too. Uh, you know, still till till we see what happens with the other two guys, I, I think you have to have a little bit of caution. Uh, he's 11th for me. He'll move to 10 if James Conner is active for Arizona. That's a good one. I don't know if I've got any real concerns about anybody in my top 10. I mean, Najee's in there. How about Najee's Kamara? had a bunch of games with 15 PPR points lately, so I, I can't complain that much. Are you guys like all in on Kamara? Especially oh, yeah. if that defense is missing those pieces. Just doesn't get that many touches with Mark Ingram, and he doesn't get that many catches with Taysom Hill. So, I don't know, but... Uh, I think this is a get back, get back on track, feed him. Let's okay. Go. I, I think so, too. I would start Daryl Williams over blank. Cordero Patterson, Saquon Barkley, Devin Singletary, a Broncos running back, a kicker. Ezekiel uh, Elliott for me, uh, Sony Michelle and PPR. Um, Gibson. Okay, I kind of like what I'm hearing out of Dallas. That Zeke feels great. The oh, offensive line's getting healthy. Dave is falling for it. Am I okay? No, well, no, I, no. I don't. I don't mind Zeke this week, but I like Daryl Williams' situation better. No, no. Look, you. He, he was measured at his fastest speed in weeks, and he says he feels he's getting faster and more explosive. Uh, so I, I didn't mean to to you know tease you there, but it just mm-hmm. it, this is. It seems week after week some renewed optimism about Ezekiel Elliott, and then he goes out and in that touchdown run that he had <laughs> against Washington, <laughs> getting to the corner, it took him forty-five minutes. You know, it's it's <laughs> trying to you know believe what he says and then what you see on the field. I just think are different, circum different. Well, things. it's also I mean, look, he he could have had a ridiculously monster game if he stayed in the game, and yeah, um, but. Who knows what Pollard would have done also if he had stayed in the game too. Mm-hmm. So I think you just you just have to approach it like you have been. You know, if he's on your team, you're probably starting him. Unless you, you know, pick up a Chase Edmonds or, or had Chase Edmonds and, and he's he's the guy. Ronald Jones is on your team. Um I'm trying to think who are these other guys that you know might have come along the last couple of weeks. Uh, Jeff Wilson. Penny. Penny, I would start ahead of him. Uh Penny, I would start ahead of him too, yes. Um, you know, Jeff Wilson if there's no Elijah Mitchell. So Boston Scott is in a better spot, in my opinion, if there's no Guys there, too. Okay. The one thing with Williams, I think Derek Gore is going to get some run. I think he's going to continue to be part of that offense. Oh, of course he's going to get some run. But If, I if think you're Darryl desperate at running back, I think you can find him off the waiver wire. He's giving you, however he's done it, it hasn't been pretty or, you know, particularly uh, encouraging, but double-digit PPR points two of his last three games. He has their two biggest plays. Yeah? You mean run plays? No, plays. He has their two longest plays of the season. Really? Yep. Derek Gore. Why yeah, at the uh, end of the year, like he takes off a mask, wild. Scooby-Doo style, villain style, and it's Frank Gore. 
<laughs> or it's Jamal Charles. All right, next, uh, <laughs> next fill in the blank. Let's see where we're at here. Uh, we've got, uh, did we do, the, okay, we did the Daryl ones. Uh, the wide receiver that I like but don't love is blank. Uh, wide receiver like don't love. Um, Ooh, you like Chase, but you don't love Chase. Well, I mean, as as we talked about yesterday, that you have to start him. There's way too much upside to not start him. But this is a much tougher matchup than he had last week. T. Higgins is yes. is the more favored receiver now. So oh, yes, we've seen some of the pitfalls of Jamar Chase, and the last thing you want to do is have him have a pitfall this week. So. I, like I said, I'm not benching Jamar Chase by any stretch, but he just makes me a little nervous. Remember the little noise that played when you swung on the vine in Pitfall over <laughs> the alligator? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Because wow, you're young, you're younger. Pitfall? What, what was that on? It's just an old... Pitfall Atari. Yeah. I, I've never, I don't even think yet. I've ever seen an Atari. I was a big Nintendo what? guy, but never Atari. Schrager, is that you? <laughs> No, Shrekker doesn't even know what a Sega is, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Dave, wide receiver you like but don't love. I have two. Uh, I like Odell, and I, I think you're starting him at this point. The matchup is just too sweet. Shout out to the NWO uh, against Baltimore. It's I, I can't get away from him as a middle to low end number two receiver. But Tyler Boyd the last couple of weeks has had these very uncharacteristic big plays. He also had a third touchdown called back last week. He wasn't really called back. He dropped the pass. Um, but he got the opportunity. And I wonder if people are going to gravitate toward that and say, well, he's been good the last two weeks. Let's keep it going. This does feel like the type of game where they will lean on Boyd a little bit more because they're going to have to theoretically keep up on the scoreboard with Kansas City. But I don't know if I really want to trust him outside of PPR leagues as a third receiver. Okay. So if it looked like I or felt like I wasn't paying attention to some of that, I'm very sorry. I was trying to look up the bad weather games from last year and how they turned out. And I just, I really can't, I, I thought I had a specific thing in my notes. Uh, we'll get to that in one second. But I was paying mostly attention. I just got a little lost for a second. I was so you liked what I had to say about AJ Green. Yeah, and, uh, right, exactly. And Sammy Watkins. By the way, the wide receiver I don't I like but don't love is DJ Moore. You know, I went into it thinking, oh wow, he probably hasn't been that good against the Saints. Actually, he crushes yes. the Saints. It's been, it's been unbelievable. But Lattimore missed two of those games. He played fifty percent of the snaps in one of those games. So. It hasn't always been against Lattimore. And he's Sam, also bad at the end of Sam Darnold's run. That's the thing. The last five games with Sam Darnold, DJ Moore was a guy that you wanted to sit. So we'll talk about him in, in a little bit. Uh, oh, that rhymed. Watch HQ on Sunday morning, 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. Dave, Jamie, Heath, Prisco, the Sportsline guys, a bunch of great analysts giving you gambling advice, fantasy advice, props. Uh, just It's three hours of football talk. You're going to love it. So turn on HQ on the CBS Sports app, on your Roku, on your Apple TV, Amazon Fire, on your phone, whatever. 10 Literally to anything that gets Wi-Fi. Uh, tweet your start-sit questions with the hashtag AskFFT, and our team will answer them, as always. Every member of the FF team will be ready to answer questions that come in with that hashtag. That is hashtag AskFFT. Send your tweets. All right. The weather. I sum it up as it's freaking cold. And the three games that I was looking at were Buffalo hosting Atlanta, Green Bay hosting 
Minnesota on Sunday night and Chicago hosting the Giants, which I don't really think is too relevant anyway. We just, you know, Montgomery's going to be awesome. Giants, by the way, going to have at least one, maybe two defensive tackles out for that game. Um, so th- here's the only thing I found from my, my notes last year. I'm looking at my notes from December 27th of 2020. And I do remember the Green Bay-Tennessee game. That game was played on ice. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, it was that cold in Tennessee? <laughs> no, Tennessee at Green Bay. And it looked like Tennessee had never seen snow before. They were incompetent. Um, but Aaron Rodgers threw four touchdowns and scored 32 points. And there was also a Buffalo-New England game that, that night or that day. And Josh Allen scored 39 points and threw four touchdowns. Oh, I remember that one. I don't so remember that one. But I imagine it was cold in Foxborough on December 27th. So I don't I, have much here. But but in general, guys, are you downgrading anyone, specifically in Green Bay, uh, with some really cold weather? And uh, I'll look at Buffalo because I, I thought it was going to be windy. But, Dave, maybe you looked into that and it's not going to be windy. I don't think it's windy. Um, I just think it's going to be cold. I don't think there's a wind issue this week. Okay, good. So, but cold I, you weather? know how the weather is. I don't think that's something that you can look at on a Friday morning and say, "All right, for sure, it's going to be this way come Sunday afternoon or Sunday night." Well, we've had pretty good indication by this point in the week what it was going to be like heading into the weekend. Sure, with all the bad weather game. Sure, but I, I just look. I don't think it's suddenly going to be you know thirty degrees at night in Green Bay. But when it comes to wind and precipitation, that stuff changes. Well. You know, I think back to the Buffalo-New England game, and and I think we were pretty much, hey, start Josh Allen, start Stephon Diggs. And they were bad. That was a really bad weather game. So I don't, I don't want to just dismiss it, Jamie, and say there are no concerns. Oh, no, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, so what, so what do you think? I mean, is there anything actionable here? In this case, in this situation, no. I mean, like you said, you know, Kirk Cousins, maybe you'd be a little bit concerned about, but if you're downgrading Kirk Cousins, you got to downgrade Justin Jefferson to whatever degree. So... um and, and KJ Osborne. So, sure. you know, I, I think you take that into account. Now, Osborne, I'm going to guess, has probably played in some bad weather games before he transferred to Miami, played at Buffalo. So, uh, University of Miami, University of Buffalo. So, he, you know, maybe <laughs> has... May, it's may kind of funny some, to have to specify that, but yeah. Uh, well... <laughs> no, no. no. Um, he may have some, you know, history in, in some bad weather games. Uh, but I, I think he just, you know... You start the guys that have gotten you to this point. So Kirk Cousins is mostly, I'm going to guess, a 14-team league quarterback slam dunk, a 12-team guy that is on the fence, and we've mentioned some other options in, in Lance and Hill and Huntley. And, you know, I, I mean, you're obviously starting Justin Jefferson if you got to this point. So I don't think much changes for the Vikings guys. All right, let me read you Kevin Roth. We've had him on the show. He's, a, he's at Roto Grinders. He's an excellent follow on Twitter. Uh at Kevin Roth WX. Kansas City at Cincinnati. Temperature around freezing, 10 to 15 miles per hour. Probably not a huge deal. Um, Giants, Bears, kind of similar. Temp- temperatures lower, about 20, 15 to 20 mile per hour wind. If you're thinking about Darnell Mooney, maybe you, maybe you avoid. Um, some rain. There's going to be some rain, whatever. Okay, Atlanta, Buffalo. Snow is likely. Temperature in the 20s. 10 to 15 mile per hour wind and basically the same exact forecast for Miami at Tennessee. So we got snow, we've got, uh, no warmer weather in Tennessee than Buffalo, but 10 to 15 mile per hour wind and some snow for Atlanta, Buffalo, Miami, Tennessee. Does that matter to anybody? 
players, offensive guys love being in the snow. Snow really matters if it's coming down heavy because that impacts visibility. All right. All right. You know what? Look, we'll keep an eye on it. This is why you should watch HQ on Sunday. News and notes. Jimmy Garoppolo mispractice, so we're thinking it's Trey Lance. Jared Goff mispractice. Who do you think, think starts at quarterback for Detroit as of Friday morning? Tim Boyle. Boyle. Uh, Lamar Jackson mispractice. That's why we think it's Tyler Huntley. Marquise Brown mispractice with an illness. Sometimes that mm. illness ends up being COVID. But yep, that's what happened to Ramondre Stevenson last week. It's what I think it's what happened to uh, Tyler Huntley last week. Uh, yeah, possible. Definitely Stevenson, right? Uh, AJ Brown has a calf issue. They're calling it precautionary. He should be good to go. Eli Mitchell was limited. And this will be a kind of a messy situation. So, Jamie, give Second me the practice in a row for him. Yeah. Limited. Jamie, give me a 10-second overview on the Niners running backs before we dive into that game later. Uh, Both play. Mitchell is a number two running back, uh, closer to 20 than he is to 10, like he would be if he was 100% healthy. Uh, Wilson will be a flex. Uh, There is no Mitchell. Wilson is a borderline number one running back. Ben Roethlisberger acknowledged this could be his last game at Heinz Field. They have a Monday night game against Cleveland. And it looks like Pat Fryermuth should be playing. And we didn't really talk about him. I talked about him with Heath, who doesn't like Fryermuth most weeks. Uh, Fryermuth, four straight games with three or four targets. Dave, starter sit Pat Fryermuth if he plays. One of the best touchdown or bust tight ends in fantasy this year. And if it's Roethlisberger's swan song, I'm sure they're going to let him throw a bunch. And I think he likes throwing to Fryermuth. I don't know if the target share necessarily indicates that, but in the red zone, it might. I don't mind him as a top 12 tight end. Fryermuth or Gerald Everett? I think I like Everett more. Okay. Randall Cobb and Marquez Valdez-Scantling return to practice. Doesn't mean that they'll play, especially Cobb. Uh, Jair Alexander not expected to play. Tyler Conklin was able to be, get in a limited session on Thursday. Left tackle Andrew Whitworth for the Rams is off the reserve COVID list. Cam Akers is unlikely to play. This is actually pretty big news. We'll talk about this game, Tampa Bay at the Jets. Tevin Coleman is on the COVID list. So, Michael Carter, is he in your top 24, guys? He's right around uh, 24th. He is not in non-PPR, and he is on the cusp in PPR, but I don't love him this week. Andy Dalton practiced in full, and Justin Fields was limited in practice. So are we thinking it's Dalton at quarterback? I would guess if it's not 100% Justin Fields, it's probably Dalton at quarterback. James Conner missed practice. <laughs> that is a big, big deal in Huge. fantasy. Uh, Mike Williams is off the COVID list. Antonio Brown missed practice with an ankle issue. Probably maintenance, we're thinking. Uh, so we're still... There was no indication of it, you know, so it's weird. Because I think technically they had a walkthrough. Okay, so we'll check on Antonio Brown. We'll get the updates. And it's weird that Evans isn't off the COVID list because he was practicing. Right, and apparently he was quite fatigued, Mike Evans. So if he plays... I I would assume if he's anywhere around his teammates, he's got to be off the COVID list. Right, you would think so, right? Yeah. If he plays, are you starting Mike Evans? I'd be nervous. Um, Probably depends on who you're comparing him to, but it would be very difficult to sit somebody like Mike Evans coming back in this matchup against the Jets. DJ Moore or Mike Evans? He could have three catches for three touchdowns. <laughs> I would take Moore over Evans, especially. I don't know if I would do it in non-PPR, but I would in PPR. I would start Evans over Moore in non-PPR and half PPR. I would start Moore in PPR. Speaking of Moore, Elijah Moore missed practice, so not looking good for him to play this week. Well, Elijah. Emmanuel Sanders missed practice. 
Clyde Edwards-Zeller mispractice and Antonio Gibson mispractice with a hip injury. Seems like he's always ready to play, but he's... I'm uh, starting to think Heath's theory might have some legs. Oh, that uh, Washington's tanking. Oh, Washington's going <laughs> to do the Eagles a solid. Yep. Let me go through some noteworthy players on the COVID list. Dave already mentioned Carolina. They have Shaq Thompson, Hassan Reddick, and Brian Burns on their defense on the COVID list. Uh, defensive tackle Akeem Hicks for the Bears is still on the COVID list. A lot of these guys could come back by Sunday. Carson True. Wentz, offensive tackle Braden Smith, defensive back TJ Carey, they're all on the COVID list. Denver's got two defensive players that I think are pretty important. Nose tackle Mike Purcell, cornerback Bryce Callahan. They're getting ready to face the Chargers. Uh, Detroit's got two wide receivers, Khalif Raymond and Josh Reynolds on the COVID list. I don't know if this matters to anybody. Maybe a deep, deep league dart throw. Um, Mercedes Lewis is on the COVID list, so DeGuara, maybe some more potential there. I don't know. In premium leagues, there's two guys that you should be looking at right now, and that's Molly Cox and, and DeGuara. Yeah. Uh, David Johnson's on the COVID list. If you're looking at the Jacksonville run game and Dario Gumbawale, right now three starting offensive linemen for the Jaguars are on the COVID list, but four linebackers, not necessarily run stuffers, four linebackers for the Patriots, are, including Matt Judon, are on the uh, COVID I think Judon's list. coming back, though, right? I don't know. I, I mean, I think a lot of these guys could. I don't, I don't know. Sure. Anybody that's on the COVID list has a chance to, be, assuming they were put on the list before Wednesday. Mm-hmm. They have a good chance of coming back. And uh, one of the linemen, Norwell, for the Jaguars, I think he's definitely out for the game. Okay. Look at the Raiders. Darren Waller's on the COVID list, and then you've got three key defensive players, Carl Nassif, Denzel Perryman, and Casey Hayward. A lineman, a linebacker, and a defensive mm-hmm. back. All and pretty much the their Colts. best at each. Well, I don't know if Nassif's their best lineman, but really good players. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans left tackle or right tackle Ryan Ramchick and sent now that's an old one that was Christmas Eve but Eric How McCoy far away is uh, Taylor from 2000 I have no idea I'll look it up Eric okay. McCoy is also on the COVID okay. list so that's potentially three key starting linemen out for the Saints uh, two defensive tackles out for the Giants well one's definitely out the other possible comes back two defensive backs for the Bucks Jamel Dean and Sean Murphy Bunting are on the COVID list and Tennessee I mean this is pretty big for Miami right now Tennessee's got D'Amico Autry Jayon Brown and Bud Dupree three defensive players all in the front seven all on the COVID list three good ones too yep don't know what to make uh, of it I mean not, he's not close what he yeah like 1600 yeah, sixteen twenty-six. I thought maybe if he was close, he, can get, he has an outside oh, shot. Oh, he can get there for the crazy. season. Yeah, he, he could get there for the season. But I was thinking, like, if he was like within two hundred yards this week, because it's got to be the last home game, right? All right, let's do one question for each game: Arizona at Dallas. Good Zeke or bad Zeke? Good Zeke. Well, good Zeke in relation to <laughs> which version of Zeke? <laughs> Not <laughs> great <year>? Zeke. <laughs> Not this year, good Zeke. Zeke. This year's good Zeke. Startable Zeke. Top fifteen. Right around there. In that range, yeah. He's just starting. Yeah, he's a lot of faith in the Dallas offense right now. Uh, Detroit and Seattle, rank the wide receivers. Um, uh, Do I have Lockett or St. Brown ahead? St. Brown, Lockett, Metcalf, Khalif Raymond. Uh, He's on the COVID list. Khalif Raymond's on the COVID list? I'm pretty sure. I know Josh Reynolds is on the COVID list. Raymond's on there, too. That's what I saw this morning. I'll check. Yeah, that's one that slipped past me, if that's true. Tanya, CBS, uh, I have St. Brown over Lockett as well in PPR. All right, St. Brown, Lockett. It's Lockett for sure over St. Brown and non and half. Yes. Uh, Metcalf behind those two. 
Is Raymond on the couple list? Yeah, he is. He went on oh. yesterday. We missed that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota that Green Bay. everything. Minnesota Green Bay. I was going to ask you about Kirk Cousins and KJ Osborne, but we covered that. So, well, we didn't really cover Osborne. Um, but one question for this game will now be Aaron Jones, start or sit? Start. Start. Number two running back, start. Aaron Jones or Zeke? Jones. Zeke. Tampa Bay at the Jets. Tom Brady has scored four points and 16 points in his last two games. Does he have a big game here at the Jets? Um, well, it depends. Is Mike Evans and Antonio Brown playing, or are they both out? Well, let's say Antonio Brown is certainly playing. Let's say he's playing. Uh, he'll have a big game. He'll have a good game. All right. Philadelphia, Washington. Who is the best running back in this game? Boston Scott. Gibson, if he plays. Uh, when you say Boston Scott, Jamie, are you expecting Jordan Howard or no? That's if Jordan Howard is out. Now what, what if Jordan Howard plays? Then it's Gibson. Antonio Gibson, if he plays, is the best running back in this game. Okay. What does... I think it's going to be really concerning to go into a matchup this week with an Eagles running back if, Scott, uh, if, if Howard plays. Because we don't know for sure if Howard will be the main guy or if Scott will be the main guy or if they'll even split 50-50. They could really go anyway. We've seen it before when players don't get a whole lot of practice during the week, they hold them out, or at least running backs. Yeah, but I also think it's very concerning to go into this week with Antonio Gibson in your lineup. Uh, do you feel that way? I am. I have him in three finals at least, and he is on my bench in all three finals. For who? Uh, well, Damien Harris, Sonny Michelle, um, that's IDP league, uh, other ones, a 10 team league. No, is it 10? no, it's 12 team league. Uh, it's, uh, Eckler, Aaron Jones and Ronald Jones. Um, that's non PPR. Mm-hmm. And third one. I don't remember. I guess the Harris versus Gibson decision is a little tough. No, I don't, I don't trust Antonio Gibson. I just think there's. The fact that he went from playing to limited to DNP, I know they're trying to arrest him. They've already shown you their hands that when they get behind, they're going to pull him. I okay, just can't that's fair. Him. And it's Philadelphia. Philadelphia's run defense has been spectacular in its last eight games. They control time of possession. Gibson did score a touchdown last time out, but he had 15 carries for 26 yards and a touchdown. You love the catches. He's very involved in the passing game. Um but there's, you know, there's obviously a lot of a lot of health risk. Okay, uh, let's see. We got a couple more games here. One question, or three more games. One question for Houston, San Francisco. What does Trey Lance mean for the rest of the 49ers offense? I think Kittle goes nuts, and Debo does work out of the backfield, and also whatever few catches he has. But you're still starting him. Ayuk uh, is the concern. What Agreed. about what about Wilson or Mitchell? So here's what I think. I think the 49ers might just be focused on just winning the game, not trying to get Trey Lance ready for the playoffs or anything like that. And this is a worry, not necessarily what I think is definitely going to happen, but maybe they just really limit what Trey Lance does unless they have to let him throw. Like if they're chasing points, you know, something like that. If both running backs are healthy, I think that takes the ball out of Lance's hands on runs. If one of the running backs misses the game, and it would obviously be Mitchell at this point, 
then I think Lance might have to run a little bit more. And I'll take anybody running against Houston's defense. They're terrible. They miss tackles all the time. Yeah, they oddly enough, they allow the fewest rushing yards per game to quarterbacks. Um, and I didn't have a chance to look at... So, so and Taysom Hill, let me just... I know this is, sounds like it's not relevant, but it is. Taysom Hill is facing Carolina, and they also have been very good against mobile quarterbacks. But Taysom Hill, the Cowboys going into the Saints matchup, they were had been very good against mobile quarterbacks, and then Hill ran for 100 yards. So I'm trying to figure out if if I care at all about the fact that both the Panthers and the Texans have been great against mobile quarterbacks, and I think I don't. I think it's a very small sample size, and if these guys want to run, they'll run. Um, Lance, though, for what it's worth, he's played basically six quarters, a game and a half, and he was horrible for the rest of the 49ers. I mean, he basically is a ball hog. And other than a 76-yard touchdown to Debo, wide open, busted coverage, ridiculous play, it has been awful for the Niners. Kittle didn't play in those games, but uh, it you know it hasn't been a lot of ball distribution, put it that way. Uh, well, I mean, you also have to hope that the, the additional reps he's gotten in practice you know, he was, it was so early in his tenure. Sure. Week four and week five, you know, so he's gotten a lot, I hope, a lot more reps since then. Uh, Carolina at the Saints. Starter sit, DJ Moore. Start uh, with PPR. He, start with trepidation. Yeah. Would you start DJ Moore or Christian Kirk? Uh, I think Kirk I would. Kirk and PPR. Right. Moore probably in PPR, but that's close. Mm-hmm. I agree. Amari uh, Cooper or DJ Moore? Mari Cooper. I'll take more. And finally, Giants-Bears. Any interest in the Chicago passing game? I'll take more in PPR. I won't take them in none. Um, no. Number Mooney three is the only one. Not Komet? Nah. No. I would Borderline try guy in PPR. All right. We're going to take a break and finally get into the games. Uh, you know, we talked about a lot of players, but we'll get into the games when we come back on Fantasy Football Today. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Arizona is at Dallas. And Jamie pointing out, pointing out last week, Dak Prescott, he thought he was going to have a big game because he's been so much better at home. And yeah, he's at home again. He scored at least 22 points in every home game. And it's a different offense at home, so it seems. Um, I've got a bunch of stats of the game. Tell me if they matter. Stat of the game. Tyron number- Smith might play too. That's huge. Yes. Literally. Stat of the game number one, does it matter? The Cardinals allow the fewest rushing touchdowns to running backs. Nope. Uh, No. Okay. Does this matter? 
Arizona has allowed 10 pass plays of 20-plus yards. To be and, fair, they were great against Taylor last week. Uh, they were, but they're usually not a good run defense. They just keep guys out of the end zone. Uh, they ha- In the last three games, 10 pass plays of 20-plus yards, six pass plays of 37-plus yards against the Cardinals. Their pass defense has fallen apart. That matters, right? That matters, and they're losing guys. Marco Wilson doesn't look like he's going to play. Robert Alford's on IR. They, uh, they're running out of defensive backs. I know Byron Murphy's still there. He's good. Uh, and Buda will do his part, too. But I think that there's definitely some issues that the Cowboys can pick on. Cowboys could potentially go five wide. You know, They don't have to necessarily use wide receivers. They could use three receivers, Schultz and Zeke, and just spread them out, find the matchup they like, and attack, attack, attack. With Dak, Dak, Dak. Dak. Uh, yeah, so do you have confidence in Lamb and Cooper this week? Tremendous. Yes. Okay. I really wish they would stop playing Lamb in the slot basically exclusively. It, it is... I, I I would think it's hurting him because I don't know what else yeah. it could be. He's just he's all slot all the time now. Not entirely, but... I think, they, I think they're most comfortable with that. Well, it's it seems to be hurting his numbers. There's there's a breakout game coming. I hope it's this week for people that are starting him. So hopefully, it, you know, he 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 might be the quiet squeaky wheel that you're not hearing what they're saying, but they're saying that they're going to get him going. Last week it was Cooper talking. And stat of the game number three, Dalton. Uh, Schultz. I, I just looked at my rankings. I'm sorry. I would start Kirk over more in PPR. Okay. Uh, stat of the game number three, Dalton Schultz facing this defense. Just a little theory that I was working on that Dave helped me out with. Um, He's really kind of crushed cover two coverage, and the Cardinals don't play a lot of that. So I'm going to avoid him in DFS. I, I think it's hard to get away from Schultz. He's been so good the last two weeks. But I heard Collinsworth talk about how teams are taking away the deep ball, and that's and Schultz is benefiting from that. Uh, I don't know if that if that happens in this matchup. Just kind of want to see. The more metrics we have, the, the more analysis we can do. Maybe this isn't the best matchup for uh, for Dalton Schultz, um, but we'll see. I know you guys are. I'm sure starting him. Okay, Kyler Murray, start or sit, Dave? You're starting Kyler Murray. You're hoping he can run like he did last week. He hasn't looked great as a thrower. Really, could we say since he's come back from the injury? And certainly since he's lost DeAndre Hopkins. I think it's it's really changed the offense more than we initially believed. And this is a Dallas defense that is going to get after him with their pass rush. Whenever he gets sped up, it gets even worse. You tack on the the coaching gaffes that Kingsbury's made, the play calls that he's made. I, I get a little nervous with him, but not enough to say he, you should sit him. He's not anywhere near the Taysom Hill, Tyler Huntley, Trey Lance trifecta, um, but he's ahead of those guys. Just I don't know if he's got that gangbusters upside that we saw from him earlier this year. Jamie, if Connor's out, obviously Chase Edmonds is a must start, but if Connor plays, what do you do? It's so tricky because I, I would anticipate, and Heath brought this up on Sunday, uh, last Sunday after we went over the game, about Rondell Moore's absence for what it meant for Chase Edmonds as well. So I'm still probably going to lean PPR Edmonds over Connor, uh, go back essentially to the beginning of the season when that's how we treated it. Uh, probably Connor over Edmonds and non-PPR because of his touchdown potential, but I just don't know if Connor's 100% healthy. I mean, the fact that he's you know missed every single practice since he's had this injury uh, is very, very telling. So, uh, you know, I, I, we'll find out today, you know, so yep. we'll have an update on the mailbag show. So just, you know, you want to tune in for that. Obviously we'll have it on HQ. We'll have it on, on, on the site, but, uh, I'm, I'm hoping 
because I, I, I would anticipate the people that are still playing have probably more shares in Edmonds than they do in Connor because of what unfolded last week that Edmonds plays and Connor does not. Okay. And it, but if they both play, are they going to even be in the top 20 or are they both sits? Connor will, will, will still be in the top 20, 24 in non PPR. Edmonds will be outside of it. It'll be flipped in PPR and half PPR. Okay. Arizona wide receivers, you look at them in the red zone the last three games and in the green zone the last three games. And Zach Ertz is actually, I mean, I know he's not a wide receiver, but he's he's leading the team in red zone and green zone targets. Antoine mm-hmm. Wesley's also been a little bit involved there. Um, but I know, so it's basically start Kirk and sit green. Um, yeah. I don't have to get and to Ertz, that. start Ertz. And, and Ertz, right. Uh, Ertz or Schultz, who do you like better? Schultz and PPR. Schultz and both. Man, I, Ertz, though, five, six, and eight catches in his last three games, 11, 24 targets in his last two games without DeAndre Hopkins. So He's been great. That's and should have had a touchdown two games ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the, and this goes back to Dave's point about Cliff Kingsbury's play calling, that he was fantastic in the first quarter, and then they just almost went away from him completely until it felt like the desperation fourth down play where Kyler threw it to him in double coverage. Right. I was watching that game, and I was like, ooh. I'm facing Jamie's got Jamie's got uh, Zach Ertz. This isn't going so well. All right, that wasn't so bad. And then Jamie had Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, and, and T. Higgins the next day. And that so was that. I don't even know why. <laughs> I bothered sweating that one out. Christian Kirk is around 20th in the rankings. He's he's more or less a must start. 21 targets in two games without Hopkins. Pretty good. And all right, that's it for Arizona. Dak Prescott is top three. Go right back to him. Let's talk Zeke here. So all right, PPR, Zeke or Christian Kirk? Uh, Zeke. David? I have him ranked ahead of Kirk. All right, Zeke it is. We'd go Edmonds over Zeke if, if Connor's out. For sure. How I about a long way. Rashad Penny or Zeke? I have Penny. Uh, I like Penny better. Okay. Uh, all right, so Zeke's a number two running back. Pollard. All right, how about this? If if Connor plays Pollard or a Cardinals running back? The Cardinals running back. Um, I would go Pollard over Edmonds in non-PPR. I would go Pollard over Connor in PPR. I think I'd start both of them over Pollard. Probably would be Edmonds, Connor, Pollard. Pollard was doing very well as a fantasy option prior to last week when he did not play in the second half. Uh, was he? What do you well, mean by I mean, very well? I mean, how many points are we talking? I think he had 11 or more PPR points into his last three part of that. That might be right. He had that big run against the Saints. Okay, so Dallas wide receivers were sitting Gallup and, and starting Lamb and Cooper. And Gallup we, is a good DFS play. I make the case, I, I will make the case on the afternoon show. AJ Green is a good DFS play. He's mega cheap. He didn't have a good game last week. He barely got targeted, but he had something like 20 targets in the previous two games. They had a bunch of targets. Um, and they're going to have to throw. But it's a DFS, it's, I need to save some money type of thing. Uh, Dallas DST is top seven for you guys. So I know it's not a great matchup. And I've lowered them since then. He's okay. not, they're not top right. seven anymore, but they're still startable. Six for Jamie and 12 for Dave and 10th for Heath. Bears over Cowboys? You badgered Heath into moving them up. <laughs> Uh, Jamie has the Cowboys over the Bears. Dave has the Bears over the Cowboys. And he has the yeah. back-to-back. Hashtag Giants. 
All right, Detroit at Seattle. Here is the repetitive quote of the game. He's a stud. He's a stud. I'll say it again. He's a stud. He's a stud. That was Jared Goff talking about Amandra St. Brown. Tim Boyle also raved about Amandra St. Brown. They've talked about how he's gotten better coming out of his breaks, that he's you know, just learning the position better. He's also a great blocker. The Lions are raving about Amandra St. Brown, who I, was the NFC Player of the Month. Is that what happened? Rookie of the Month. NFC Rookie of the Month. Okay. Um, so good stuff there. And you already said it's Lockett St. I'm sorry, was Lockett St. Brown Metcalf in this game? No, that's in non-PPR. So it's St. Brown, Lockett, Metcalf? Yeah. Okay, my bad. I imagine Lockett and St. Brown are pretty close. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about DeAndre Swift. A running back has scored 11 or more non-PPR fantasy points in six of the last seven games against Seattle. 13 or more non-PPR fantasy points in five of the last seven games. That's non-PPR. In full PPR, they gave up the most receiving yards to running backs. So, Jamie, you said he's top 10. David, I think you have him 11th. But, Jamie, you're a little hesitant on DeAndre Swift. So, where are your thoughts right now? I mean, I'm buying into the upside of what he hopefully will be and the fact that Dan Campbell said full go. But the only thing we just don't know, and, you know, they, they're the only ones that could tell us this, and it's probably not going to fold until during the game, is he full go in his previous role or is he full go in his maybe new role of sharing touches with Craig Reynolds and Jamal Williams. Um, we saw him with one other guy, and he was clearly the better of the two by far. Uh, but will they rotate all three guys in? And so, you know, there, there has to be a little bit of concern, you know, just based on that. So I don't know if Dan Campbell's full go comment is his workload full go or his health full go. You know, so uh, if you have DeAndre Swift, it's pretty clear you should be starting him based on that assumption, based on the matchup. Uh, but... I just don't know how the game will unfold based on how Craig Reynolds and Jamal Williams will be used. And we don't know that aside from what the coaches will do. Yep. And for what it's worth, they rotated three running backs last week. And for what it's worth, it reminds me a little bit of what Robert Sala was saying about Michael Carter two weeks ago. And he's had eight carries in that game. And Tevin Coleman also had eight carries in that game. And they, you, you were not led to believe that there was going to be any type of split between those two. You know, he was just raving about Michael Carter. Um, and look, the Seahawks, to sum it up, they have a great run defense. They really do, per carry. They they smother you. But they see the most carries per game from running backs. Teams run on them all the time. And they're the worst in the passing game. So they give up a ton of points. It sets up very well for a guy like DeAndre Swift. Um, all right. So you like Swift as a, as a top 12 guy, but we're a little nervous about it. Ronald Jones or DeAndre Swift? Swift. Swift and PPR, Jones and none. Half. Swift. Jones. I'll take Swift and none, too. Okay, Swift across the board for Dave. And, all right. Uh, Monroe St. Brown. potential for Ronald Jones. Monroe St. Brown is a must-start at this point. And... But we should mention that he's had this amazing run without DeAndre Swift on the field. Mm-hmm. And so what is Swift's return? Because you know Swift is a good pass catcher. What does that mean for St. Brown? Look, I don't think the Lions have much of a choice. I think they've got to keep going to St. Brown. They're running out of receivers. Josh Reynolds, Khalif Raymond, they're not there. Uh, and Josh Reynolds not being there, I wonder if that has an impact too. But I still see him getting double-digit targets. It would be five games in a row, I believe, if that happened. Yes, he has 11 or more in four straight games. Russell Wilson is 
yeah, close to the top 12, but he's in that range with those mobile quarterbacks, those streamers, the Taysom Hills and Tyler Huntley's and Trey Lance's. Right, even though he's not mobile himself. You just look at him and you think 20 fantasy points in the bank. Well, that's only He also said that this could be his last home game in Seattle. He brought it up yeah. yesterday. Uh, he wasn't even asked about it. Yep, it he, was unsolicited. He, yeah, yeah. And so I, I, it must mean something to him. I don't know if that means that he's going to want to try and go out and throw four touchdowns. Only but. one quarterback in the last eight games against the Lions has scored more, more than 19 points. And it's been it's a lot of bad wild. quarterbacks. but Well, Kyler Murray was one of them. Yeah. And Murray was just, he was just off in that game. They were pressuring him a bunch. They're going to do the same thing to Russ. He's going to get pressured quite a bit, but Russ handles it. Russ handles pressure usually very well. Uh, all right. Let's, so Rashad Penny, in a non PPR league, would you start Rashad Penny or Swift? Uh, Penny. I believe I have Penny higher. It's not too complicated here, right? I mean, it's a great matchup, and when he's had great matchups two of the last three weeks, he's rushed for 130 yards and at least one touchdown. So we like him. And then Lockett, I think people are going to start, even though he was bad last week. But, Jamie, are you starting DK Metcalf? Uh, Borderline number two receiver, certainly in three-receiver league. The Lions don't see a lot of targets, but they give up the fourth most yards per catch to wide receivers. I think the most passing yards per attempt in the NFL. Number one guys typically crush them, but that doesn't just nothing matters. <laughs> nothing matters with Metcalf. I don't. Nothing know. else matters. Oh yeah. Uh, who's a better start at their respective position? DK Metcalf or Gerald Everett? Uh, Everett. Everett. Everett's the better start at his position. I feel way more comfortable with him. He's kind of turned into their version of Pat Fryermuth. If they're using him a lot in the red zone. Would you start a would you start Gerald Everett against a team that has allowed 53 yards or a touchdown to a, to seven tight ends in their last five games or a tight end who in his last seven games with a particular quarterback does not have a touchdown and has only one red zone target uh, I'm still starting Pitts over No no not Gerald him Everett. not him Oh okay Matt so again, it was last seven games with a particular quarterback, no touchdowns, one red zone target. Uh, I'll give you one more hint. In another game in that stretch with a different quarterback, he caught two touchdowns at 100 yards. At the Jets. With a guy with a mustache throwing to him. Oh, got her. <laughs> got her, yeah. You're starting. I, Ooh, you're starting. That's a heck of a stat with Goddard. I know. I, I was looking. He's been one pretty... red zone target in his last seven with Jalen Hurts. It's wild. Yeah. Well, some of that. Also getting some. He should have scored last week though. That's yeah. Right. That's right. Um, and that was a red zone play, I believe. What happened uh, last week? I don't remember. He was uh, wide was, open. Yeah. And but the the play called for Hurts to throw over the middle if a, the shallow crosser was open. Oh, so he didn't target him. He didn't target him. He didn't target him, but the, oh, was he was a, basically it was a defensive zone. breakdown. But yeah. the quarterback wasn't looking his way. That's happened to Kyle Pitts a bunch this year, by the way. It happens in football. It yeah, happens all the time. Uh, so Goddard or, or Everett? I've Goddard over Everett. All right, DK Metcalf. Do some or that is that that was a hell of a stat. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, DK Metcalf. I have one. I have one stat today that is my favorite. It's in the Green Bay game. Looking forward to that. Saquon Barkley or DK Metcalf? 
Uh, Metcalf and PPR. Uh, I think I'm taking Saquon. Uh, if Jordan Howard plays, would you go with an Eagles running back or Metcalf? If Howard plays? Yes. Yeah, that question's uh, easier if Howard does. I'll start Howard over Metcalf and not PPR. Okay. I think I will too. I think I'd... Gosh, I think I'd start Howard over him in half PPR. I think full PPR is where I might give a little lean to DK. Would you start KJ Osborne or DK Metcalf? I have Osborne ranked higher for now. Osborne. All right. I'm going to tell you about KJ Osborne. Here's my favorite stat. So Minnesota at Green Bay. Stat of the game. Stat of the year. Stat of the year. Five-star locks stat of the year. Well, it's a conflicting stat because I know you know the first part of it. He's had six to nine targets, nice, in seven games, and he has scored 14 or more PPR fantasy points in six of those seven games, 17 or more PPR fantasy points in four of those seven games. So when Osborne gets six or more targets and it's always been six to nine, he's been very good. But there have been 16 wide receivers who have had Six, seven, eight, or nine targets against the Packers this year. And only three of them, out of 16, only three of them scored 14 or more PPR fantasy points. 14 316. Yeah. Hell yeah. John 316. Only 316, you knucklehead. Oh, whatever. 14 uh, PPR fantasy points is kind of like a borderline 2 3 wide receiver. That's a number I use. But. So you have on one hand Osborne with a lot of success, but you also have on the other hand the Packers with a lot of success against guys in that range. And going down the list of receivers against the Packers, a lot of the ones who did well had a lot of targets. Now, you had Demir Bird a few weeks ago and... uh, Jakeem Grant. Jakeem Grant, thank you, with huge plays. However, I don't know. I thought that was fun. I thought that was interesting. A little yin and yang for Osborne. I mean, with Thielen out, you got to take your chance on Osborne. I think he's had one bad game without Thielen there. That's right. Um, and the, the the target numbers are, like you said, it's it's something you should buy into. The sample size is big enough. Okay, so you, you go for more of the pro than the con there. That's yes. That. I mean, the Packers have allowed at least 14 PPR points to multiple pass catchers in every game since that game against... Well, in that game, since week 10, or week 11, rather. Multiple touchdowns or multiple big games to wide receivers, except against Cleveland, because it's Cleveland. I mean, come on. Can't expect a bunch of big games there. Their pass defense has been really bad. And you mentioned it earlier in the show, Jair Alexander not expected to play. I I think that that helps a lot. Cousins or Wilson? Cousins. Who'd you say, Jamie? You said Wilson? Wilson. Dave says Cousins. Cousins or... Uh, Tyler Huntley. Where do we settle on that? Huntley versus Cousins. I I put Cousins behind those guys. I have Cousins. Change my opinion. I have Cousins ahead of those guys for now. Those guys being Taysom Hill, Trey Lance, and Tyler Huntley. Right, the triple T trifecta trio. So right now, Dave has Cousins tenth, and Jamie has him fifteenth, and it's it's those three guys plus Russell Wilson. And Justin Herbert are the differences. Dave has Cousins ahead of them, and Jamie has Cousins behind them. Okay, interesting stuff. Heath, in case you're curious, has Cousins 13th, kind of right in the middle of that group. Uh, start Dalvin Cook. Start Justin Jefferson. Sit sit Tyler Conklin, I assume. Try to, yeah. You should be able to. All right, you guys are too low on Aaron Rodgers. He's fifth, <laughs> fourth, and sixth. Why isn't he number one? Give the man some respect. He's not 
playing against Atlanta. Yeah, he's, he's playing, playing against, against Minnesota. Minnesota. Look, you're, you're starting Aaron Rodgers. What's the, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. number. He should be number one. I mean, you heard it here first. Uh, Green Bay, uh, ignore me. Go by their rankings. But I seriously doubt you have any Aaron Rodgers versus Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Mahomes right. debates here. So anyway. Uh, okay. AJ, let's start with AJ Dillon and knock him out. He, Dave, is he a sit? He's a flex. He's got the opportunity to score. That's basically the name of the game right now, but he's starting to lose playing time back to Aaron Jones. I know we're not super enthused about, say, Cordaro Patterson or Michael Carter. Would you start A.J. Dillon over them? God, they're they're really close. I think I like Carter better. Okay. Uh, I would start Dillon over Carter and non-PPR Carter over Dillon and PPR. And would you start Aaron Jones? You said you'd start Jones over Zeke. No, Dave said Zeke over Jones, right? And Jamie said Jones over Zeke. I think. Uh, would you start? I'm taking Zeke. Aaron, I would start Aaron Jones over Zeke. Aaron Jones or Ronald Jones? I have Ronald. Uh, Ronald Jones. Aaron Jones or Eagles starting running back? Uh, no, Aaron Jones or Boston Scott if Howard's out. That's the only question there. I, uh, I currently have Jones higher, but I may switch that and go uh, go Scott over Jones. In non-PPR, Jones will still be over Scott in PPR. Start anyone other than Devontae Adams in the passing game and Rodgers. Uh, MVS is the number three receiver in three receiver league. And Lazard is close. Okay, so you prefer MVS? Yep, more upside. And just to ask this question, are you downgrading Dalvin Cook because he's coming off the COVID list? No. no. Okay. Packers, DST. I think these are DST sits. Yeah, sit the DSTs. Let's go to Tampa at the Jets. This is a weird one. Stat of the game. There have only been seven wide receivers all year with with 70, well, with 69, more than 69 yards. Nice. Against the Jets. Only five receivers with more than 74 yards. It is weird. But they don't give up a ton of production in the passing game. And I think they give up the... Now they are 22nd against quarterbacks, but I think they're 8th best against wide receivers. I don't know. Does that matter? Does anything matter to you in this game, or do you think the Bucs just do whatever they want? I think the Bucs do whatever they want. I mean, you know, we got a lot of questions, obviously, about still trusting Gronk, um, you know, without, you know, some some receiver help drawing coverage away from him. I don't care. It's, it's yes, the Jets. Agreed. You're starting him against the Jets. And you, you asked earlier about Brady having a big game. There's clearly the potential for that, you know, so... I, I I think again if if these guys have gotten you to this point they're not in any you know precarious enough situations that you would say I'm getting away from Brady I'm getting away from Gronk you're starting them and Rojo should have a big game and Antonio Brown should have a big game there's just a lot to love about those guys and if you're sitting there going well they're gonna blow out the Jets that's not good for Brady actually it is they have won mm-hmm. five games by 14 or more points and he's thrown 36 or more passes in four of them they don't care about the score. They run it up. Uh, all right, so it seems like Ronald Jones is a must-start, and you get him in your lineup. Tom Brady or um, Jalen Hurts? Brady. Brady. Rob Gronkowski or Dalton Schultz? Gronk. Gronk. Is there anyone you're starting over Gronk other than Kelsey Kittle-Andrews? No. I don't think so. Okay. And uh, for the Jets, it's really just Michael Carter. And he's a borderline number two? He's below the border for me. Uh, Carter is 24th for me in PPR and like 27 in non-PPR. Would you guys start Javante Williams or Michael Carter? 
Williams. Javon Pixel. Yes. Okay. Um, and just to, you know, the 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 matchup you mentioned. So I started Carter against you last week. Uh, in that same league, I'm starting Daryl Williams over. Yes. I like that. That makes sense. I'm finished with this game. Bucks DST is uh, top three. Philadelphia at Washington. This is a fun one for you football fans. Read an article on ESPN.com about the Eagles' defense. Why has it changed? TJ Edwards, not really a household name by any means. Starting linebacker for them. He's become their middle linebacker starting in week eight. Yeah, their team, this is from ESPN and referencing pro football focus. Uh, Their team's defensive grade went from 25th to 5th since moving Edwards to middle linebacker, according to Pro Football Focus. Opponent rush yards per game went from 133 per game to 79.8 per game, which is second best. It's, that's that wild. Yeah. So he's made a big difference. They've also they've also faced easier teams, no question. Um, but, yeah, that's I think we already talked about Antonio Gibson. But this is a, actually a fairly interesting game because Hurts is so up and down. Let's start, let's start with him. All right, let's start with Jalen Hurts. Uh, Dave, your thoughts. Start or sit? He's a top 10 fantasy quarterback. The rushing upside is is what makes him alluring and will continue to make him alluring. The Washington defense shouldn't scare anybody. They've allowed at least 22 fantasy points to four of the last six quarterbacks that they faced. Uh, Hertz crushed them for 28 fantasy points a couple of weeks ago. You're starting him. Okay, yeah, it, it's just, you know, the 19 points last week, the six, two games against the Giants, he struggled, and then sometimes... I think he just... Rushed. Well, one game against the Giants when he hurt his ankle. Um, yeah, he, he stuck uh, in that game. Huh? He, he was horrible in that game. Yeah, he but was. we don't know when he got hurt. So, he played the whole game. Okay, yeah. I, I think, again, if you say what his upside is, and the floor is 19, you have to take that. True. Okay. So start hurts. Uh, where are you going to rank? Well, you, I'm sure you have Scott ranked right now as if Howard were out. Is that right? Yes. Uh, yes, but he he might move up a few spots for me as to continue to evaluate where he, he stands. Okay. So right now he's 22nd in PPR for Jamie, 24th for David, actually 13th for Heath. This is Boston Scott. If Howard so much upside, though, if there's no Howard and Sanders. Oh, yeah. You know, I'll say it for the fifth time. In the last eight games, Eagles running backs are averaging 30.5 carries per game. And I mean, this game is, is, is the telltale sign. They had 30 carries for 200 yards, the two guys, Sanders and Howard. Yeah. Washington looks defeated right now, too. It's sad. They're going to be rotating quarterbacks. Well, uh, Sweat may not play, right? His brother, unfortunately, passed away. Yeah. And I mean that's you know just another loss. Yeah, and a just beat up unit. It's starting to feel like it'll be a repeat of what we saw a couple of weeks ago when the Eagles ran for 200 yards against them. I don't think there's been a team, maybe all year, that's totaled 100 yards against them. And Philly got 200 with oh, their running backs. Only I two say, teams. Oh, it's a, usually a great run defense. Only two teams all year have rushed for more than 4.44 yards per carry, and they are Carolina and Philadelphia. And Philadelphia averaged six yards per carry. Um, all right, so it, if Jordan Howard plays, you said you'd rank him ahead of Scott as of now. Now, if we get a report, Howard's going to play, but he's not full go, whatever, then that could change. But where would he be? I mean, would, would he crack the top 24, Jordan Howard, if he plays? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think so. I think it's harder for him to crack it in full PPR. 
I think right. he'd be right around maybe 13 carries, one catch, good chance to score. I'd uh, have a hard time with him versus Devin Singletary. And how would you rank right now Boston Scott versus Devin Singletary? Scott's ahead of Singletary. Yes. Okay. Wide receivers, any interest in Devontae Smith or Terry McLaurin? No. Smith over McLaurin. When I heard about the football team changing quarterbacks in the game, and I know that Scott Turner, their offensive coordinator, kind of refuted that, uh, that made me extremely nervous about McLaurin. You've had a whole season's worth of data on McLaurin. There's no real reason to feel good about him, especially in a matchup against the Eagles, who've been great against the pass. Yeah, and they're gonna they are going to stick Darius Slay on him. I think there's makes all the sense in the world. Doubt. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, they did it last time. Would you start uh, Devonte Smith or who's like a number three? Uh, Mar- Marquez Valdez Scantling, MVS, uh, MVS, and Lazard. How about Devonte? I, like, I like what Devonte Smith did last week, though, and I like what they've been saying about him that he's been showing a lot more in practice. It's just the targets that's the problem. It sucks, absolutely yeah. sucks. It's it's really it's tough to trust. Uh, so Dallas Goddard, I know even despite the greatest stat that you've ever heard, you like him. You're going to start Dallas Goddard. He crushed them two weeks ago, 135 yards on nine targets. And, uh, Antonio Gibson, I don't know. Is there more that we have to say about Antonio Gibson? Dave, so after our little discussion earlier now, how are you feeling about Gibson? If he, if he practices on Friday and ends up playing in the game, I still like his chances to uh, get close to 15 touches, have a good opportunity to score. Without McKissick in there, we know that there's been a bump in targets for him and catches for him. And so I, I think he can be the engine of that offense. I just don't know if the engine is anything better than what you'd find in a you know, 1995 Toyota Tercel. So he's, he's like a number two running back if he goes. How about a Buick it's Skylark? Just, it's just crazy. He has not rushed for more than 36 yards in three straight games. Right. You've got it. You're, you're counting on the work in the passing game, and you're counting on him finding the end zone. But in two of those games, he has two catches or less. Two of which games? Two of his last three. And then in the other game, what did he have? He had six catches. That was against Phil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really count last week. He played a half. Uh, he had six carries and two catches, including a touchdown catch. Right? Is that fair? He got yanked in that Dallas blowout. Yeah, no, you, you got lucky with him last week. Oh, for sure. You got lucky with him two weeks ago. Uh, that was one of the biggest blowouts that I think I've ever seen last week, Dallas, Philadelphia, that Dallas, Washington game. Did you see Dallas Atlanta earlier this year? This was worse. This, what was the score at halftime? It's like, it wasn't even halftime. It was like midway through the second quarter. It was three touchdowns. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I'll tell you this. So last week was my wife's birthday. And, uh, so the whole week last Sunday, what a lucky girl. Um, well, I mean, you know, it's your wife. It should be a whole week. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was, Taking it was, notes. uh, last Sunday. So I left our office um, right around halftime of the three, four o'clock games, which two of them were interesting. One was terrible. It was the Seahawks-Bears game. It ended up being a good game, but it just didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got home. I caught the end of the, the Steelers game, which was obviously a, a dud. And then watching uh, the start on and off of the, uh, of the Cowboys game and then driving. I'm oh, sorry. I was at my mother-in-law's house and driving home. 
I I watched none of the second half. I had no interest in yeah, the second you half. You didn't need to. That was one of the only times. I, I, that was the only time all year where I said, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to watch. I ended up watching it. Is why not? But that felt like the most useless hour and a half of my life. It was completely. It was, it was you know, <laughs> checking to see the, the, the starters that were still in because I was playing against Zeke in, a, in, a, in an important game. So once they pulled him, I was like, I have no reason to watch this anymore. Did you see the Malik Turner catch? Nope. It was a hell of a play. It was 42 to 7 at halftime. Anyway, back to our, the topic du jour. Uh, I'll give you some Antonio Gibsons. Antonio Gibson or Amonra St. Brown? Amonra. <laughs> Come on. Amonra. All right. Uh, Amonra St. Brown or Brandon Cooks? Oh, no, sorry. Antonio Gibson or Brandon Cooks? Uh, Cooks. Cooks. Go a little farther down the list. Antonio Gibson or Odell Beckham? Beckham. I like Beckham a lot. I think I'd go Beckham too. Yeah. We've got three games left. Houston at San Francisco. Stat of the game. San Francisco has allowed 80 yards or a touchdown to eight wide receivers in their last five games. A lot of good ones in there. Jefferson, Thielen, Lockett, Eskridge, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Russell Gage, A.J. Brown. So it's mostly studs, but bodes well for Brandon Cooks. Is he a must start? Yes. Yeah, the only concern would be is, you know, does he suffer from these guys coming off the COVID list? And is he winded? Is he exhausted? Is he 100%? He practiced all week, right? He practiced huh? all week. Yes? I don't He's know. Been, he, he, when was he cleared off the COVID list? Wednesday uh, or Thursday? It had to have been Wednesday, if not earlier. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll take a look. I'm good with it. Must start. Oh, I think you're still starting him, but it's just something to same. We said the same thing about Tyree Kill. If you had told me all week long Tyree Kill was, you know, winded, sure. you still would have said start him. Probably. When was Tyreek taken off that list, though? Was it Friday or Saturday? Tyreek was taken off Saturday. Brandon Cooks Wednesday. At this point, means nothing. Brandon Cooks came off the COVID list Wednesday. So perfect. Practiced all week. Got back in rhythm with Davis Mills. I want to tell you. Bad defense. I, I was going to say, I hope someone has the guts to start Davis Mills in their fantasy championship. And you know who that someone is? Me and yeah. Heath. He's our super flex. So, <laughs> well, super flex, it's easy, though. Yeah, yeah quarterback. Good call. No, How I about using him in DFS? I think that that's a good use of your quarterback sure. budget this week. Stanford guy going back to Northern California. Yeah, there you go. And he scored 18 to 24 points in four straight starts, including games against the Rams and the Seahawks. Which those are not easy matchups. And the Chargers, not too easy either. Okay, so anyway, uh, real quick, Rex Burkhead, any interest this week coming off of 22 carries, 149 yards, two touchdowns? Is he playing the Chargers again? I don't think Without so. Some of their defensive <laughs> players? Uh, no. All right, so sit Burkhead. Uh, start Cooks. Brevin Jordan made the top 24, but... Yeah, desperation tight end play. He does have two touchdowns in his last three games with Davis Mills starting. Mm -hmm. uh, Trey Lance. Okay, let's check the updated rankings on Trey Lance. We spent a lot of time on Lance at the top of the show, so we're not going to do it here, but if you're just skipping around, looking at time codes, basically the first fill-in-the-blank was about Trey Lance, so you can listen to that. He's currently 14th for Jamie and 15th for Dave and 11th for Heath. So he is worth starting. Uh, oh, he's worth considering. Houston actually has allowed only six touchdown passes in their last seven games, but, you know, it's going to be the rushing. I'm just looking at uh, one one league where I have all three of Taysom Hill, Tyler Huntley, and Trey Lance. Uh, our projections, just for, for tying it into where Sportsline has them, uh, Taysom Hill's at 22.2. .2. This is six points for passing touchdowns, everything else normal. 
Uh, Trey Lance, 19.2, and Tyler Huntley, 10.6. But I believe they still have numbers for Lamar Jackson. Right? Ah, okay. And, uh, right, Jamie said earlier, if Eli Mitchell plays, he'd be somewhere around 20th. He wouldn't be his usual must-start because we're just concerned about the health and the role, I guess. And uh, if he doesn't play, Jeff Wilson would be a borderline must-start guy against this Texans DST or Texans defense that is just awful against running backs. And uh, Debo, you know, that that second fill-in-the-blank, I think it was, it said the stud wide receiver you're nervous about, It to me it's Debo. I don't know how you guys feel. Do you still if cons- he was only catching the ball and reliant on his quarterback delivering him passes, then I would agree with you. Uh, but he is not and could be their best running back again. And I also think, again, tying in intangibles, uh, he just had a baby. And he's actually looking to get his uh, name changed on his jersey to Debo Samuel. I'm sorry, from Samuel to Samuel Sr. because he's named his son after himself. So I'm going to guess there might be a little bit of a, you know, T.Y. Hilton touchdown celebration, you know, rocking the baby um, (laughs) if he scores. And he probably will. So. All right, cool. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, starter set. Try to sit him. Uh, start in a three-receiver league. Avoid him in a two-receiver league. Even in a three-receiver league, I don't feel great about him because it's Lance under center. And George Kittle, you have to start. He did not play the first two games with Trey Lance, so that should certainly help Lance. I like what he said. Uh, they asked him about losing to the Titans and having all this time to wait to play a game. And he's like, I can't. I think it was, I'm paraphrasing, but I can't wait to get back out there and crack some heads. Was it was it Kittle who also talked about how like much Trey Lance has grown? over the last month in practice and that because I mean that's the thing that we just don't know he might take the field and coaches might have way more confidence in him because he had that experience earlier in the year and then a month to kind of fine-tune his game Mm -hmm. and then he's out there you know throwing bullets yeah well somebody was talking about some good there's been some good conversation in the media about Trey Lance is looking better in practice oh I think everybody in San Francisco wants to see him be awesome because this is that would future. be awesome, right? Um, I, I will say this though, just since you know somebody might not pay attention, if the, I, I can't imagine that's the case in the championship, but just case, if Garoppolo plays, I'd be more nervous about the 49ers guys because you think he won't play well because he's not 100%. Oh, yeah. sure. I mean, I was very critical, I think a lot of people were of how he played last week, he was bad, but I, I didn't know it at the time, he's playing he most of that game with a with thumb injury. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, Carolina at New Orleans, your stat of the game. This is not great, but uh, <laughs> mobile quarterbacks. Neither will this game. Mobile quarterbacks against the Panthers. Only Dak Prescott. He's not even mobile. Four, four carries, 35 yards. He's the only guy with more than 30 rushing yards. That includes uh, Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, Taylor Heineke, and Josh Allen. So the Panthers have been great against mobile guys. This guy's different, though. This guy's different. Like I said, <laughs> Dallas and the Jets, they were also good against mobile quarterbacks, and Taysom Hill ran all over them. Plus, we already outlined no Shaq Thompson as of right now for the Panthers. Oh, when he was missing earlier this year, their run defense was awful. I can't believe how good DJ Moore has been against the Saints. That is just very strange. Isn't to that me. something? It's crazy. <laughs> yes. Uh, so he's a number two wide yep. receiver in PPR. And I particularly like that he averages two more yards depth of target with Darnold than with Cam. He was so, so bad with Darnold at the end of the Darnold tenure. And he was mostly bad with Cam, too. It takes a little bit of... It's a little leap of faith to go with more. Technically, he wasn't that bad with Cam because he had 
a touchdown was- against Washington. No, he was pretty bad, I'd say, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, the okay. touchdown was nice, and that happened in the yeah, first game. Yeah, big catch against the Dolphins. Right. He had so many targets. He had 10 to 12 targets in four straight games. The first four games with Darnold were incredible. He looked like the true breakout receiver. The next five games were crap. And uh, Right, and it kind of coincided when McCaffrey got hurt the first time. Yeah. Mm. Um. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot that concerns you here, but the Saints, they stink against wide receivers. He's got good history, so I understand why he's in your top 24. Taysom Hill is uh, close to 12th. I think we've spoken enough about him. Right now, Dave has Hill behind Cousins. Jamie has Hill ahead of Cousins. Um, And same with Wilson. No. Not same. I like Hill ahead of Wilson. You both do. You both have Hill just ahead of Wilson. I think Cousins has a little bit more upside. Okay. And a lot more downside. I don't know about that. We've seen the downside with Taysom Hill. Uh, Once. Well, but... Think about how bad he was until the final possession, basically, against both Dallas games, and the Jets. Right. You know, it's true. So Very lucky true. to get those points. But uh, he got him. He got him, yeah. Kamara, you guys love, right? Yes. And nobody else in this game? Callaway? No. Callaway's interesting because without Gilmore there, uh, the last time we did see Taysom start, that was a 100-yard game for Callaway. And I thought he played well last week, despite Ian Book being bad. You know, I mean, the, the targets that he got I thought were – you know, he made he made plays on the targets that he got. And so I don't think Callaway is horrible. He's not a bad DFS play. Trotman's back. He's he's a really good DFS play because he's at the uh-huh. minimum at tight end. He's giving you at least eight PPR in three of his last four. Jamie, which defensive back is out for the Panthers? Gilmore. Jackass. All right. Giants and <laughs> thank you, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> Giants and Bears. <laughs> Stat of the game. Oh, the Giants. They have scored. Gavin's going to love that one. <laughs> they have scored. The Giants have scored four touchdowns in their last four games without Daniel Jones, and three of them were in the last five minutes of a game trailing by at least 24 points. Four touchdowns in four games, and three of them were complete garbage time. So that's what the that's the uphill battle for Saquon Barkley, who is right around 24th. Daryl Williams is ahead of him. Boston Scott is ahead of him. Um as of now, uh, Zeke, Damian Harris, Penny, you know, it's easy to get away from Barkley. How about Agumba Wale or Barkley? Barkley. Barkley. Come on. No, I'm not. No, I refuse. Are you going to take Agumba Wale? No, I'm going to take Barkley, but I'm not. Okay. I'm not getting out because of town. I was getting ready to pounce on that for a bet. <laughs> no. Let's bet on that. I'm so low on Saquon Barkley. This is where he's finished in PPR in his last six games since coming back from injury. RB19, RB30, RB20, RB11, RB22, and RB35. One finish higher than 19th, but usually around 19 or 20. So, I think it's the five games that uh, Mike Glennon has played. He's averaging just over 10 PPR points per game. Glennon throws him the ball a lot. Yeah, that's definitely helping his floor in PPR and makes him usable as a number two running back. Do you have any hesitation of putting David Montgomery in your top 10? You've got him there. Dave, you got him 10. top five. Yeah, no question. He is David Montgomery. I mean, he's not really running the ball very well. That's the only thing, right? You know, he's going to score. He's going to get north of fifteen touches. If Dalton's playing, that could lead to some targets for him. I'm totally fine starting David Montgomery. Starting, yeah, but you have you have him in the top five. Yeah, he's going to be great. Jamie, top ten, and Heath, top five, also. 
Okay, and uh, Darnell Mooney is is a sit, right? Yeah. Yes. Glimmer of hope with Andy Dalton starting, if Dalton is starting. We think Dalton is starting, but don't more of a DFS or deep league flex type of play. Yeah. Cole Komet or Foster Moreau? Moreau. Moreau. Cole Komet or I know you like Gerald Everett better. Um, Mm -hmm. Tyler Higby. I think I have Komet over Higby. Uh, I like Higby this week, so I'll go Higby. All right, Komet is just outside the top 12 in full PPR. He does not score ever. Zero touchdowns this season. And, and Giants allowed tight end to score two of the last three, so maybe Jimmy Graham finds the end zone. There you go. Chicago DST is top 10. And that's it. That's it for the show. Woo! We still have a full week next week, but I know for a lot of you, this is the last starter sit episode that you'll really need. I hope you continue to listen. And we've got you the should. mailbag. You should continue to listen. Listen, we have so many emails in the inbox. At some point, I'm going to try to go through them, you know, and respond. But please re- listen to the mailbag, and uh, hopefully, we get your question answered. Have a great Friday, everybody. Have a happy, happy New Year for Dave and Jamie. I am Adam. See you later. Should you ever set foot outside of the hotel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.